Hello everybody, welcome to Moonshine and Music episode 14. And this week is gonna be pretty good. We got Joe Martin Ricky on tap for you. And I'm not gonna say a whole lot about Joe Martin Ricky ahead of time because you just have to experience Joe Martin Ricky to understand. And today's show features two Joes. So you can't go wrong, it's Joe times two. Anyway, before we get to Joe, I have a few things to say. Next Saturday, June 30th, you have to come to the live Moonshine and Music shoot. Everybody is invited. Come on out. You have to go to moonshineandmusic.com to get the info. Go there, get the info, come to the show, and we will have a great time together, and you're going to be behind the scenes at Moonshine and Music's video shoot. We're going to have nine bands coming and they are really good artists. All of them are listed on the website. Yes, I'm trying to get you to visit our website. I understand that it's kind of, I don't know, diabolical to do, but please go to moonshinamusic.com and check it out because we would love to have you come to the live video shoot of Moonshine and Music next Saturday, June 30th, all day long. Starts in the morning, ends in the evening. All right, that's about enough of that. Let's get on with it. Moonshine of Music starts now. Welcome to Moonshine and Music. Joe Martin Ricky is here with us today. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing fine, Joseph. Uh, do you want me to call you Joseph or Joe? Joe. What, should we start yeah. over again? No, we're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing fine, yeah. It's, uh, it's actually the sun has been out today, so that's a nice switch for us here in Indiana after the long winter. Well, the, don't, don't get too excited about it. It may not last. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to watch uh, any of the episodes or not, but we, what we kind of do is try to learn about the artist and get to know him on a more personal level and so we cool. kind of start at birth and, and move forward so uh, uh, I started to, at birth you did yeah and then I moved forward <laughs> uh, and, that, and that's what we do yeah what, you know? what's next <laughs> no. so you know where'd you grow up yeah well, uh, actually, uh, I was a minute ago. I was telling you that lyrics, uh, the opening lines of a song of mine, is because mm -hmm. I was born in a little Texas town more years ago than I care to think about now. So, I was born uh, on the Mexican border, down at the very southern tip of Texas. Uh, they call it the Rio Grande Valley uh, down there, and uh, I mostly live in a little town, pretty. Uh, I, I, I like to say a, a town with a very pretty name, wasn't that pretty of a town, named Mercedes. Uh, but I was born uh, down the road because they had a better hospital in a town called Harlingen. So, every, but I was all—all all these towns were like within three to five miles of the of the Mexican border, and within a half an hour or an hour of the Gulf of Mexico. And so that's that's the area I grew up in. It was uh, actually it was a wonderful place to grow up, uh, and. Uh, so uh, we uh, moved around from there eventually, and so I've also lived in Denver and San Antonio. I went to high school in San Antonio, Texas, which is a great town too. Oh, um, yeah. And my family roots are in Houston, so uh, got a lot of 
a lot of family ties there uh, in Houston and Galveston, places like that. So you, you have uh, your family, you got, I, I, I heard you mention before that you have a brother. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got, I've got a brother and sister who are now in Austin. So Austin is now the home base for me when I go uh, to Texas. Right. Uh, I had another brother who passed away a couple years ago, uh, and uh, my baby brother, uh, but and my brother Noel. But uh, yeah, I have I have my mom moved moved to Austin before she she passed a few years ago. But so we we kind of all ended up uh, in Austin, except for me, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a teacher, so I've traveled around, you know. But uh, yeah, but I, I I really think of myself as a native Texan and plan to get back there someday. So, uh, growing up, what, what your parents were, what were their occupations? Uh, what, what put them down all the way at the tip of Texas? Yeah, well, Dad was insur- in insurance. You know, he sold insurance. And I think he was just... It's a good place to sell for, for a place to kind of be a pioneer. You know, it was like, he was, <laughs> right. he, he was down far away from other family and, you know, far away by the standards of those days because they were all in Houston. So, I think, and he was that kind of guy. He was like, hey, this is exciting. Let's make a life for ourselves out here. My mom was uh, mostly stay-at-home, the four of us, four kids, but uh, she, at least in her mind, uh, my mom was very creative and was a poet and a painter and had an antique store for a while. Was, wasn't good at any of those things, actually. Uh, <laughs> played a banjo badly, but I, I have that banjo now, a silvertone banjo that she got through the Sears catalog, which oh. I, I now oh. play. Sometimes take it out to gigs, but I write some songs on it. And it's the first stringed instrument I played uh, when I was about eight or nine years old, was that banjo, and now I have it, which is really cool. That is, so and your mom got you into the music. Yeah, right? and she yeah. used to play harmonica when we'd go on long trips. Again, not very well, but <laughs> But enough to get me interested. Now I play the harmonica, you know, when I, when I, uh, with some of my songs, and my dad would sing old songs that he learned in the Navy. I think that I can't repeat here on the podcast, probably. But uh, well, you can. We have explicit yeah, next okay. to our. Okay. Yeah. But uh, if, so, if, you know, if you want to get uh, anything R-rated, we're, we're okay. Yeah, it's when, okay. The, when it drops into X rating that we kind of have to shut off the cameras. Okay. Uh, but anyway, not really interested in that anyway. Yeah. So, so, so uh, <laughs> yeah, they weren't. Aren't really musicians as such, but certainly they they were they were interested in it. My mom and they they encouraged me, got me into violin when I was eight. Unfortunately, f- to, to me it was became I was growing up in Texas, so it became football or violin, football or violin, and it didn't take a lot of peer pressure to choose football. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then I got a guitar after a while when I was about twelve, and yeah, so they were they were encouraging. So um, you, uh, where, where'd you go to? Where'd you go to university? Well, I uh, I started off in. Uh, well, I was. I'm also. You know, I'm pretty tall, uh, and uh, so uh, I played. I was a really good basketball player in high school, and so I went. I was looking to play college basketball, and the only place that offered me a total free, a total full ride, was uh, a, a, a jun- two-year junior college in Arizona. Well, a couple of of different junior colleges, and I was looking for that, and I didn't know what I wanted to do anyway, except play basketball. Uh, I mean, I was, I liked studying. I was a good student, but so I, I went down to Arizona for a couple years, but then I ended up finishing my college degree at a, at a small college in New York. Uh, long story how I got there, but uh, <laughs> uh, in, um, and so I studied there and mostly studied English, literature, poetry, things like that, and played basketball. 
And uh, so I did that, and then I went on. I went on to graduate school, and so I could become a professor, which is what I do now. Right. So during the day, you're a professor. What what university are you at? Taylor University. It's about yeah. halfway down to Fort between India and Fort Wayne. Yeah, okay. Right past up past Muncie. And you teach English? Yeah, I teach English. I, my specialty is the old old stuff. Yeah. So like I Chaucer and Shakespeare and right like when that I when I was in college, uh, you know, I had the English course where they had the anthologies. Sure. Norton anthology. Yeah, the of Norton English, of, liter- of English you literature. Still, you still hand those out to yeah, your students? They have to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we use them. They're a little different, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't. I, mean, I remember. I remember I going to the bookstore and looking at that thing and going, "That's depressing." What? <laughs> I, I often say it's a joke. I do sometimes in my classes. I say because literally, you probably do one fi- no less than one fifth of the stuff in one of those books. You can't possibly cover everything, but they put enough in there so that any uh, teacher like can for choose the rest what he of wants. your life. You yeah. can be going through that. And book. so I'll say, turn to page one thousand four hundred sixty-eight, and I'll say, whoa, that's a lot of pages. <laughs> it's kind of a standard thing. I say, wow, that's a lot of pages. But uh, and they have those paper thin uh, the, the exactly Bible pages. That's in exactly that thing what it too, is. Right? Yeah, they. they have change that <laughs> yeah so i use a couple of those uh, and uh yeah well you know it's good reference material pretty much anything there and, yeah uh, oh yeah you i mean know, and if you ever become... if you ever caught out and you need to start a fire you could no 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 joke no i thought you meant reference material like you know if you want to look up some be smart and look something up right, yeah yeah any you topic know. you want i'm not yeah. i'm not advocating book burning no, like, thank you, you know, joe no. i was like that's <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, so I got it. You know, I I loved. I had some authors. I mean, like the, the one, one of my songs is called "Little Clarissa" and it has references to J.D. Salinger and William Faulkner and another. I have two or three, four songs maybe that have references to J.D. Salinger, who wrote "Catcher in the Rye" and "Freddie and Zoe" uh, and other books because he's one of my favorites. And so I work a lot of that in. To, uh, to, to, my songs. to your music now, yeah. so you know, I mean, I obviously those people are your like literary inspirations. Uh, who are your musical instru- inspirations? You know, what what kind of music did you grow up loving? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, in my childhood, I used to write. Uh, Bob Dylan songs, and then he would steal them from me. So uh, I don't know. A lot of people don't know this. Like, like I actually wrote like some of the greatest Bob Dylan songs before. I wrote them before he did, but then he came up with the same idea after me. It's like ridiculous. And uh, but anyway, so I think uh, obviously Bob Dylan uh, was somebody that I discovered relatively young, and. Uh, and that was like really interesting, you know. And then I mean, I liked I like folky stuff uh, too. I mean, just the, the 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 really the popular folky stuff that would be like Peter Paul and Mary and things like that. Uh, but um, there was a there was a singer songwriter. Well, he's still alive. He's going to play in Indy this summer, I think. Uh, who was hugely influential uh, on me was Jackson Brown, uh, who wrote. Uh, well, a lot of, of people, yeah, lots and lots of songs. A lot <laughs> a of people, of unfortunately, only know it from Running on Empty, which is okay. But, or or you Gotta know, Be Somebody's Baby. Yeah, or, yeah, something yeah. like that. But I mean, the songs uh-huh. like uh, uh, These Days and Song for Adam and, uh, well, even Take It Easy, he wrote that. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, they yeah. know his Eagles song. Well, he co-wrote it, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, so think, Jackson Brown. I think Glenn Brown, Fry, Glenn Fry and, and Jackson Brown were the co-writers. Yeah. Uh, and they were good friends. Uh, but that whole genre of singer-songwriter. I mean, I like Springsteen, too, who's a little 
little more East Coast, but but obviously amazing uh, uh, combination of lyrics and uh, and uh, and music, you know, and energy in in, in Springsteen. So I mean, I, I liked I like those people a lot, but I think I've always been uh, lean have been have leaned towards the singer songwriters, and so that could include even like. I didn't know it at the time, but then going backwards, Johnny Cash. You know, once I kind of came to terms with, okay, Johnny Cash is not just somebody I hear on country radio, but this, this is a, quite a songwriter and, and quite a, a performer. Uh, so I, I like Johnny Cash a lot. And now, more recently, not that recent, but like I like Ryan Adams a lot, you know, and, and people like that. They're these these singer-songwriters that maybe, maybe people classify as Americana, but mm -hmm. it doesn't matter really how they classify them. All, all, Alt country or Americana or contemporary folk or you know whatever. Yeah, I'm a, I'm always confused by the genre tags. Sure. Um, because they seem to blur really fast, yeah. especially in the country area. Yeah. It's almost like they came up with three other tags to call country music, so that people didn't have to be called country. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Well, it's kind <laughs> of the way country, the way country maybe. It's like country and subgenre yeah. Americana. Well, some yeah. of them would say they left. They maybe moved away. Away from country, although some others would say, well, maybe country moved away from them. You know, I mean, like, or, or maybe it didn't. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's it just a little bigger than the, yeah. it looks. But I like to think this concert this summer coming up with uh, Steve Steve Earle, Dwight Yoakam, and Lucinda Williams. That's that's my kind of country. That, that could just know? be called country music. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, uh, uh, the, the, I, I, you know, Dwight Yoakam uh, forever has a spot in my heart after yeah. his role in Wedding Crashers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he's, know, he's also right at the start of the movie when he's having a little. I don't. I, I must admit, I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh my gosh! You yeah. have to see that. Okay. I like I, Dwight Yoakam's music a lot. I, I heavily advocate it because okay. it's hilarious. Okay. And Dwight Yoakam starts off the movie with a bang. Okay. He's, he's in the first scene. I'll so. have to look at it. Yeah. Uh, you know, at least watch the first five minutes so you can laugh at Dwight Yoakam. Will we'll do. Um, yeah. So those are some of the people. I've, I mean, obviously, I didn't mention the Beatles. But uh, I love, I love well, what about Elvis? Uh, I love Elvis. Yeah, uh, I, I, and of course, I mean, he's not a songwriter. If you're going to mention the Beatles, they're, they're yeah. like Yin and Yang, right? Yeah. Well, he, he, he wasn't a songwriter. The real Yin and Yang would be Beatles and, and the Beach Boys, I think. But and I love the Beach Boys too, and Brian Wilson. But uh, uh, but I think Elvis as a performer, especially young Elvis, which I didn't really get the first time around, but on like on video and looking back, that the young well, Elvis, young uh, Elvis did write his a lot of his songs. Yeah, and, and then and then he like got so famous that he. Didn't have to write and him and anymore. His performance style and and just his <laughs> delivery style was so amazing. Yeah. I love to go on the old YouTube stuff and see like Elvis performing at Tupelo at the county fair. You know when he came back for the first time when he was 22 or something. Right. And it's like I, you know, it's unbelievable. A, it's amazing to watch Elvis. Um, uh, the the things that he did on TV that like now people they don't even realize that they're derivative of what Elvis yeah. did in the 60s. You know. Um, I, I do this. Uh, I, have I, you ever seen like the? Uh, I'm sure you have uh, the If I Can Dream from like the 60s. TV special where yeah. it's got the like red Elvis, you know, on the stage behind him, and, yeah. and he's wearing like a white tuxedo. Yeah, you know, just. It should, if you haven't seen it, folks, please go find that. It's yeah. like one of the most amazing performances. No, that's from the TV, the TV special. It's from one of the TV specials that he did in the late '60s. I don't know if yeah. it's from because there was one that he did where he had a, like a concert, yeah. and then another in the one. round. Yeah, that, that was that, awesome. That was awesome too. And then the the other one where I mean, he, it's like a the Elvis TV special. Yeah. And he just did different like little scenes, and one of them is he sings "If I Can Dream" just mm. ridiculously. Mm. 
and uh, with such a uh, stage performance and <laughs> thing yeah. put together that uh, you know they try to equal at the Grammys every year with every single performance and yeah. can't quite come can't quite come up to it. <laughs> you know well, no matter how he crazy also made a lot get, of bad movies but we don't need to talk about those uh, no yeah well yeah, you know yeah it's quite <laughs> Uh, actually, this, uh, there's a song I play on my ukulele called You're a Wonder to Me, and it's it kind of gets the audience to sing along a little bit. But the more I've played it and the more I've realized it, it okay, it's my Elvis song. It's, it's like, okay, here I'm, I'm if anything, I'm, I'm kind of channeling it. Elvis, uh, the little Elvis channeling. Yeah, it just it just feels like it feels like. Uh, I sometimes when I introduce it now, I said you know I now I realize that I was trying to write a song that Elvis could sing. So uh, you know you've been playing music most of your life. Yeah. Do you uh, how long you know how many of those years have you played out everywhere? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. You know uh, when I was is it like a, a more recent phenomenon or is it something you've always kind of done? It's recently kicked in again. So uh, I played in, in college, and I had a band, and then shortly, and then after college, I had a band, and I kind of had a gospel. What were those bands called? Well, one was called one was called the the what were we called? It was really uh, ten thousand. Oh, this is okay. Ten thousand bananas. That we were kind of an absurdist uh, gospel band. We had a kind of gospel, but but we were like. We were kind of absurd, and it was like you know the the, the days of the Jesus movement and stuff, and where Jesus Rock was coming in, but we still thought it was a little too tame. So, so we were ten thousand bananas, and I was then that at least at least the bass player stayed with me. I think another guy, uh, too. We eventually morphed into something else called the New Morning Band. So those are a couple of bands I had back when I was like in my early twenties. Uh, and then, uh, then later on, I did a kind of solo thing where I played quite a bit and made an album that was again my own brand of it was kind of gospel, but it was called World Without Synthesizers, and it was kind of off. Yeah, off center to say the least. So uh, it was like alt gospel. Yeah, yeah, alt gospel. There you go. Because, uh, yeah, and it was, um, and it had some real folky uh, stuff in it, but but also some sort of other things that I did, and um, and uh, that was solo and playing. But then you know, like I'm, I've I've had this career and I have four children, and you know, so it's like I really I traveled some and played a little and play and kept playing some, but that that declined uh, through the years of my kids growing up. So you have four kids. Yeah, they're all grown up. Yeah, are they all musicians? Not any of them. They they all played. Uh, the the boys both uh, played guitar and trumpet. My youngest was a really fine flute player, and the and the other the youngest girl and the other girl played played keyboard, but uh, only uh, only just occasionally, and, and and then she plays guitar too, uh, but they don't play out. They don't. Uh, they don't play. The boys were really good trumpet players. I mean, they well, were I didn't like, know if you like put them in a bus like the Partridge sure. family. Had no, we didn't do that. No, they, like that. They, that would. I didn't <laughs> want to put that kind of pressure on them. It was hard enough for them just to go to a gig that dad was doing. You know, imagine being twelve. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to my dad's gig. That's really fun, right? No. So no, I didn't. I didn't do that. Uh, but so then, uh, then uh, I live up near Fort Wayne now, and uh, so then uh, in the. Uh, 
in the last 10 years, or, or you know, five years plus ago, I was playing a lot up there. I ran a songwriter showcase uh, that I hosted, and, and we invited songwriters to come in and play at a, at a coffee house, and I played around. Yeah, did that quite a bit. But uh, that, it just, I felt like it was a kind of a dead end. I mean, there wasn't much of a, more venues for songwriters, and that's what I primarily love to do. My own my own stuff rather than you know covers and I didn't have a band I didn't want to start one really so that kind of died out and then um, actually somewhat recently I probably saw you when I first came to Square Cat which was in November Square Cat Vinyl it was a wonderful open mic once a month for for original songs you only get one song but you got thirty five people who are, who listen to it at least yeah yeah fifty sixty and, <laughs> and so I'd heard about that and so I think it was November when I came for the first time and that kind of was the beginning. I mean, like a week after that, I started a Facebook music page uh, and started trying to get gigs. And yeah. now I'm playing a lot. Yeah. Are and you going to put uh, out some of these original songs for us on a, like an LP or an yeah. EP or something? Now, they are now, many of them are available right now at my uh, music site, which is I've got a Facebook music page, but then the Reverb Nation site is where uh -huh. I have, uh, I play 10 songs that people can, uh, most of them, they're all stream streamable. I think most of them right now are downloadable at no charge. So Little Clarissa and Beautiful Eyes, uh, uh, a couple songs I'm going to do in a few minutes uh, are on there. And... Uh, um, so they can just sing go about your love. Yeah, yeah, they can go, just find, go and find Joe Martin Ricky on Reverb Nation. Yeah, it's real easy. Martin was a Y with a Y. With a Y, right. Yeah, uh, which is my my real name is Joseph Martin with an I. And so I'll I have did a link to all. I'll have a link to those yeah. in the show notes when the show yeah. comes live. I'm so. working on a. I've done a lot of really uh, a, a lot of songs on, on a radio show up, up there called Meet the Music which i got to get you up to Fort Wayne Joe and get you on this but That'd be uh, great. It's, it's on WBOI FM the, the, the public radio station and uh, Julia Meek the host of that and she used champions you know local in, uh, original music and uh, so I've had a lot of my songs have been recorded on there and then the guy who engineers them does a nice job uh, and so I'm going to put out a, a CD, all proceeds to the station. It's just Joe Martin Ricky live on the radio because I've had enough of my songs that recorded there that have a really nice, you know, really nice. So some of the stuff that I have on my site is is actually stuff from the radio. The others is stuff I did a, I did an album, uh, a, a, I mean a, the equivalent of an album, uh, like 10, 11 songs in Austin a couple of years ago in a studio. It's mostly just me guitar and vocal where I have a couple of things where I come back and sing harmony or, or say put a harmonica part in or something like that but mostly it's solo and uh, and then and then if anybody really wants it I can get them a copy of my 1990s uh, World Without Synthesizers uh, alternative gospel <laughs> you need to put that out on Spotify and yeah. iTunes you know yeah. we're, we're gonna hear that it's got some crazy stuff we're, we're gonna <laughs> I actually have some friends from back then who were saying you gotta do a, a live video like a live video con concert of all those songs 20 years later you know so uh, to see how they hand yeah. stand up to yeah. the test of time and see how I change them so well um, I, I'm ready to hear some some good music and uh, it's really been great having you here I appreciate it yeah so we're gonna take a little break we're gonna come back with some music from Joe Martin Ricky thank you Joe thank you appreciate it Thank mm -hmm. you. 
on the next Moonshine and Music, Bryce Ernest Taylor is in the house. Check out this amazing songwriter and his wonderful tunes. Rabbit down that hole was not part of your little girl tea party plans. Was there something you started to feel could not comprehend? The dreams scurry by, catch them if you can. Okay, so go ahead and give me a little instruction on that. So normally, is there an introduction like people do and talk like they do at Square Cat when you're waiting to play and you were waiting away and you just want them to shut up and play their song, but they do a three-minute introduction and talk about how nice Chris Wolf is? And, and am I doing that kind of thing? I go, hey, I just want to say something about Joseph Shelton. He's the greatest guy ever. And nah, 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 nah. I'm not saying about me, but I'm yeah. to say something about me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, you, know, uh, uh, you know, tell us a little, uh, if you want, yeah. a bit about All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Well, this song is, uh, let's start off with this. It's uh, called uh, Sing About Your Love. And uh, as Joseph, you know, uh, I have a tradition of writing really sad songs. And so this is, this is one of them that is hopefully not too sad. Uh, and uh, it's a tribute to great person so it goes like this I want to sing about your love
Uh, called Midnight Rodeo, and uh, as I said in the interview, I'm uh, from uh, I'm from Texas uh, originally, and uh, actually one of my earliest memories of anything that was kind of fun to do in my little town, a very small town, was go to the rodeo once a year. That was a big event, uh, and of course this isn't really that kind of rodeo. It's this, uh, this is a love song, but it has a lot of rodeo imagery in it. The other thing I'd say about this song is my brother Gordon, who's a really uh, singer-songwriter, and uh, has a band in Austin, and I play with him. I'm going to play with him uh, coming up in June in Austin. But uh, a lot of my songs are almost co-written by him. He didn't write any of the words, but it, they're just meant to be harmonized. They're meant for him to be harmonizing with me. And you'll hear the part, obviously, here, where he'd be harmonizing with me on the uh, kind of the high yodel. So uh, a song called Midnight Radio. Now we got 
nothing but the road and time to talk it out. But tell me, baby, could you be true? Is anyone good to you? Is anyone true? could never seem to write a sad song and I, uh, no matter what I did it ended up being sort of bouncy and happy sounding no matter how sad the lyrics and this was my breakthrough <laughs> song it's called uh, my breakthrough sad song it's called Little Clarissa and it's a uh, it's not exactly a true story but it's truish and it goes like this
today Little Clarissa Living in a world without your kisses Tears falling down, getting on the picture Heartbreaking beautiful girl One damn beautiful girl stack of books is right where you left them. Salinger, Faulkner, and a big fat Russians, you know I used to watch you while you ran them when I believed in God. I used to believe in God. Got that card you sent last Christmas saying whatever happened, you'd always miss us. That's supposed to cheer me up, but get me pissed. Made me wanna die. Sometimes still wanna die. Don't think I haven't tried. Sitting staring at the picture of a girl who walked away. You threw it on away. Yeah. Sit and watch at the door where you made your grand appearance, the Queen of Fairyland. You were the Queen of Fairyland. Dogs don't understand. But I'm not a dog, and I remember in a stay by this door like a kid in December, hoping you. Light my darkness, gift from the shiny world. One damn beautiful girl. Yeah, little Clarissa, why'd you leave me to take your kiss? You know I used to watch you in the mirror. When you were getting ready for bed I miss the way you turn your head And I miss everything you did Especially getting ready for bed Remember those songs 
songs I used to write us They were dirty and witty and sweet and hot Well today I got my 12 string out For the first time in a year It's been a long, cold, lonely year Clarissa without you here So I finish this song and finish this letter and Later on when I get better I'll try to finish that book you left me Catcher in the rye, the one that made you cry. It always made you cry. Clarissa, do you ever Sad today, little Clarissa. Cold, dark world here without your kisses. God help me, baby, I can't shake the picture of a heartbreaking, beautiful girl. A gift from the shiny world. One damn beautiful girl It's a heartbreaking This song is uh, called, uh, is rather recent. Uh, I mean, within the last year. I wrote it a year ago. It's called Beautiful Eyes. Uh, and it's, uh, I like to say it's just a song about the most beautiful person in the world. So that's it. Here we go. Beautiful eyes 
got beautiful eyes Texas just stepped into the studio and rocked the house. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you also to Brent Smith, and thank you to Brent for hosting June 30th at Brent Smith's house. If you know where that is, if you don't, go to moonshineandmusic.com. You can see exactly what's going on. Come enjoy the show and hang out with us all day long at the Moonshine and Music video shoot. Also, our production company uh, partner, Eat New Media. Go visit eatnewmedia.com. Also, if you go to the Moonshine and Music Facebook page, you'll see a little note on there. We are looking for sponsorship. So if you're a local business or a national business or an international business or whatever, we are broadcast all over YouTube and iTunes and Podbean. So if you're looking for something to sponsor, we could use your help. We like to bring this show to more of the world. We like to get a few um, extra things going in terms of production. 
And we need your help with that. We need sponsors to help us get that stuff done. So please go and check out all that info and send a note to us. If you're interested in sponsoring the show and you don't want to go to moonshineandmusic.com, just email me, joe at moonshineandmusic.com, and I will get back to you. You can also email me if you want to be a guest on the show, joe at moonshineandmusic.com, and we'll be setting up the next show shoot Uh, shortly after we get done with this one. So anyway, I hope to see you all on June 30th. Thanks for tuning in today and watching Moonshine and Music, and have a great, great, great week. Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Eat New Media in association with Not Less Entertainment. Producers for today's program are Brandon Lay and Joe Shelton. Be sure to join us next time on Moonshine and Music.